Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoker Microphones podcast, the podcast where two random nerds are going to talk about Spider-Man 2002. And you know what? We usually introduce ourselves at the beginning of this podcast, and I hope Harry doesn't interrupt me when I'm about to speak, but I'm going to start this by getting a little introspective. Who am I? You sure you want to know? The story of my life is not for the faint of heart. If somebody said it was a happy little tale, if somebody told you I was just an average ordinary guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. But let me assure you, this, like any story worth telling, is all about a girl. That girl. The girl next door. Mary Jane Watson. The woman I've loved since before I even liked girls. I'd like to say that's me next to her. Oh heck, I'd even take him. That's me. Hello, my name's Connor. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Harry. Hello, hello, hello. Um, Connor, that was y- beautiful. Yeah, we're going to talk. Wonderful. We're talking about a forty-year-old man running after a bus. That's a joke. Tom Maguire was twenty-six when he filmed the first Spider-Man. <laughs> Do you know what I discovered recently about Sp- about these films? And I always forget that he did it. Uh, Michael Bublé in the second one did the Spider-Man theme tune as a song. That sounds absolutely dreadful. Genuinely, it's fucking brilliant. It's well, him and Junkie XL. Do you know what happened for the first Spider-Man film? What? Is Chad Kroger did the song Hero. I love that song. Yeah, so, you know, everyone loves Nickelback. I listened to that song probably like once a week. Just leave it there. I'm so high. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, look, we thought we're going to talk about Spider-Man. That's what we thought. <laughs> yeah, we thought we're going to talk about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man film. So Spider-Man yeah. One, Two, and Three. Yeah. Not, Re- not the not the Reece- Andrew Garfield films. Not Reece- Tom Holland ones. Shut up. Recently, <laughs> <laughs> recently I sp- I watched Spider-Man Three and we spoke about it on a recap episode and then we were going quite in depth and we said, you know what, we could just talk about Raimi films for a, a couple of episodes, a few episodes. Yeah. Three specifically because there are three Raimi films. Exactly. We might talk about the Garfield and Holland ones in season four and in the the future, future. but for now, we're just going to focus on these three Spider-Man, the Spider-Man trilogy, the original trilogy, um, for which me and Connor both uh, grew up on. Yes. So sit sit back, relax. First off is obviously Spider-Man from 2002, directed by Sam Raimi, from a screenplay by David Coep, based on Spider-Man by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Correct. Yeah, what else has David Coop wrote? Um, Apartment Zero, Bad Influence, Why Me, I Come in Peace, Toy Soldiers, uh, Death Becomes Her, Jurassic Park, Carlito's Way, The Paper, The Shadow, Suspicious, Mission Impossible, The Trigger Effect, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Snake Eyes, Star- not the not not that Snake Eyes, um, Star of Echoes, Panic Room, Spider-Man, Secret Window, War of the Worlds, The Thura Space Adventure, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Ghost Town, Angels and Demons, The Little Engine That Could, Premium Rush, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, Inferno, The Mummy, 2017, You Should Have Left, Kimmy, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Earlier draft credit state is to be assigned. Oh, so he's doing the new Indiana Jones. Earlier draft credit status to be assigned. <laughs> oh, okay. He did the um, earlier draft. He did an early draft of the film because he was Credit status to be credit status to be assigned, right? No, it means terrible beach association. Ha ha. But yeah, he only worked on the first Spider-Man, but he's worked on, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, no, I was going to say, some pretty good stuff. Panic Room, Jurassic Park, obviously based on something, but yeah, you know, stuff. Um, that doesn't matter, that's not what we're talking about. He has he has a wife, Melissa, and four children. Anyway. Uh, 
<laughs> fair, fair play. <laughs> Spider-Man. Starring Tobey Maguire Man as Spider-Man. Where... Green Goblin. Christian Dunst as Kirsten. Mary Jane Watson. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Um, <laughs> James Franco. James... James Terrible Man Franco as yep, bad uh, Harry. But, but James fine. Bad Bloke Osborne. Cliff, Cliff Robertson as Ben Parker. Rosemary Harris as May Parker. Uh, yep. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Ron Perkins as Mendel Strom. I don't know why he's there. I don't care about the rest of these guys. Joe Manganiello as a 40-year-old bully. Um, <laughs> who got paid to... Who got offered no, no, money. No, 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 got no. Offered, no. He was they, offered money. He was offered money, to, yeah, to punch to punch him. I real. was correcting myself. I was correcting myself. I realised as yeah, I said yeah. it. And he, he didn't um, because he didn't. He did it because he's job. a good. He's a good bloke. But everybody hated Tobey Maguire. We're not going to go into all that kind of stuff because, like, there's other we cases out there. there that have done it better. And also, we weren't there on the filming of the film. No, no. So how I mean, do we know? I meant we're not going to go into talking about like stuff that actually was would all that kind of behind the scenes stuff necessarily because there are other play things that we've watched and stuff that have done it better so we're just going to kind of talk about the films and to each other because we like the spider-man f- yeah i think the first thing i really <clears throat> want to touch upon well spider-man one but it, it counts for all three is we can't start this without talking about the iconic uh theme by danny elfman that start which, which is the very start of the first film we've already I'm talked about it my... harry a few weeks back you can go back and listen to it <laughs> true um and if you yeah you we actually put the whole thing actually in like two months ago <laughs> um but it's just because no it's just because it's on my screen now i've got clips of the first spider-man film playing as i'm oh, okay. um talking about it but um i think yeah i think that theme the, the theme has definitely become iconic, iconic yeah for spider-man and it's it's just fucking great so good yeah it's like but, the only um, part of the soundtrack i really like because it incorporates all the best parts of the soundtrack like yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah, so like you said, uh, first film, 2002, starring Tobey Maguire. Um, I think this was the first, one of the first films I I remember seeing. I remember seeing the second one vividly, and I have more of an attachment to the second one, which we'll talk about. This, but obviously, this is the only film I've ever seen. Um. <laughs> wow. Wow. No. No, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was. I don't know, I can't remember specifically, it might have been my introduction to Spider-Man, but I may have been, like, watched the cartoon, you know, I was much younger than that. I cannot remember, to be to be fair. I remember definitely watching the cartoon growing I up. Was, I was six when this film came out, so. Yeah. So I remember, I remember. I was more obsessed with Star Wars. No, that's fair. I remember my dad always, like, me and my dad always watching the cartoon, so that's where I was first introduced to the character. Yeah. Um, so it was probably it probably was the same deal for me, like me watching the cartoon as younger, because I probably had toy like an old Spider- some Spider Man toys, or somehow been introduced to it from someone else. But I'd never like read the comics or anything at that point. I was six. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And you would have been five. Actually, technically, when the film came out, you would have been four. I was. Yeah, that's kind of mad. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might be why we have more of a connection to not only second one a great film because but like, we grew up with it <laughs> yeah i remember i remember the second one a lot better in terms of when i first watched it but um no as, as you know look it is this one the first one it is a good one it's probably i think it's the one i've rewatched the least out of all of them um i think I think everyone's great. I think I think Willem Dafoe is probably the standout in this one. Um, 
<clears throat> I mean, it's Willem Dafoe, isn't it? Like, Willem Dafoe's great. Oh, yeah, I mean, the best part of it, he's one of the best parts about this film. He's a brilliant villain. Playing oh, dual, yeah. Playing dual roles as well. Yeah. He gets to be Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin, and they do that very well. Like, there's that scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror. Yes. I like yes, that Yes, 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 yes. I like that a lot as well. He, he's great. I... He, can just, he can really turn it on, like, the turn on the crazy. And obviously we get to see it, like, I think... I think he's really good here. I think he's like obviously equal to, or probably better in No Way Home. I'd say yeah. I'd say he's a little better in No Way Home, but that's just because of. I think nostalgia adds to that as well. I think they also just did a better job with the fact that they didn't hide him behind the, the you know the, the stupid costume because <laughs> it is terrible. Yeah. No, the costume is extremely clunky. I can. T- I, I mean, you can. Very understand- Power Rangers. Power Rangers villain. Yeah, for the time that the film was brought out and also made in, you can understand, but doesn't mean it's not, um, it's not clunky. I think. What, let's talk. Well, let's talk. Let's talk. Tobey Maguire as Spider Man, <laughs> right? What? What? Because obviously he was our Spider Man growing up, right? Mm-hmm. I per- my favorite of Spider Man is personally Tom Holland. Um, I think. I, I think, think he incorporates both Peter Parker and. Spider-Man really well. I think Tom Spider-Man. It depends. The universe is obviously very different, so I don't want to. I don't want to try. I want to try and avoid comparing them because obviously they're very. They're in. They're all in different universes, aren't they? So yeah, like, and I don't mean like in different universes in terms of the story. I mean the the worlds they are, they exist within are very different styles. Like, yes, you can see what 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 Sam Raimi was doing with his world and the, the Mark Webb universe, and then obviously. Um, with the, the the MCU version of the Spider-Man obviously exists in a very different world, but like yeah, we'll talk about like specifically we'll go to talk about Tobey Maguire. It's like it was the for us it was it was the first live action version of Spider-Man we had, so like this was he he was always the the um the marker to compare upon. He was the marker to live up to. Of course, um, and I think he de- he definitely makes a good Peter Parker. I think he's I I do I do like like like. He does it well enough. The, uh, there are part obviously. There's a lot of this where it's just like it's very much like that classic style of film. It's just like, oh, he's just a bullied kid who has no friends for some reason. Um, yeah, we don't know why. Like why why he's specifically bullied by everybody. He's just oh, because and we don't really get a chance to see too much of his intelligence here. No, 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 no. Like, no. I don't think I we really that... see any of that in this film. We hear it through dialogue. Like, oh, you, J- uh, James Franco, Harry's like. You, you know, you, or like basically Norman Osmond's like, you've helped Harry a lot. And Peter's like, yeah, cool. I like photography. Um, I would say, oh yeah, I would say one of the drawbacks to this trilogy is you don't see a lot of that scientific side of Peter. You see a bit more in the second one and a little bit more in the third one. Well, but I do think this is where it lacks a little bit. It's mainly, you don't see his intelligence in this film. No, this is a lot of him... Not in a bad way, but this is very much him pining after a girl. Yeah, it's it's very creepy. Yeah, I think Stalk, when it comes stalker-esque, to stalker-esque, because he always just randomly bumps, runs up to her. <laughs> yeah, like in the second, in the second and the third one, he's a bit more intelligent, but especially definitely in the second in... one, I think more so. But then yeah, again, no, but... you never really see that. You never get that side of the, like you do occasionally, but but he's never like trying to figure out. Like you see a lot of it in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, especially the first one. I was gonna say the Andrew Garfield one is probably the <laughs> one of the best examples. Yeah, um, um, but the, yeah. well, in the first one, I think Tom Holland in the 
in No Way Home goes for this. Actually, no, I think you see Tom Holland's intelligence for in all three. Also, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Tom Holland is probably the strongest, closely followed by Andrew Garfield. I but think. Again, let's try to avoid... Let's not talk that. about those. Yeah. I think um, I think Tobey Maguire excels in the... The awkward man. In the awkward teenager. <laughs> yeah, the awkward, the awkward man boy. Because well, um, he's, he's, he's graduating from high school in this film. Um, yeah, he excels on the awkwardness of Peter Parker and in the yeah, kind he's, of he's very the struggles that yeah the struggles that Peter Parker faces in terms of having to get a job having to juggle his life of Peter Parker and Spider-Man he does that very very well but I'll I tell think... you what Karen this what this film does more more so this one specifically I think it does more of Spider-Man like, yes he's yes. Uh, he's he's a menace according to J.K. Simmons but he's out there saving people he's saving people from a flaming building saves a baby he's there's a montage of him you know doing crimes and those people being interviewed about him <laughs> be like yeah he's a hero <laughs> yeah you know um, you know what, actually i think it's fair to say that this one focuses it and excels more on spider-man where the second one it's excels it's and focuses more on peter parker it's like i think yeah i think let's say when it comes to peter parker spider-man the attention very much is on how the public perceives him in this one i think which is good i think um, I think it works, but, and but the main focus, I think the main focus overall is actually on Norman Osborn and like how he's like he's trying to develop this thing for his company and like everything you know falls apart for him and he becomes a villain. Obviously, he becomes the Green Guy. He becomes insane yeah. technically. Like there's nothing. He's he doesn't want anything. He's just like I'm gonna just get revenge and then I'm gonna go around the the city and oh now I don't like Spider Man. Oh we could team up and cause chaos. He doesn't really have any motivations. <laughs> no, he's very much just a chaotic villain. Yeah, I think. which is fine. Like for this, that's what these, that's what films were like, really. For the old school superhero films, were really. Oh, they? of course, of course. And also, also, this was introducing this massive character or these massive plethora of characters in live action on the big screen in some way. So you didn't, you wanted it to be big and action heavy and um, these big blockbuster summer blockbuster films. And I think, I think this first one does that very well and I think the second one which we'll come on to in a minute or in a bit um has a the villain has better motivations in the second one whereas like you said in this one it's very much that the villain villain in Willem Dafoe is kind of um he's trying to impress his bosses it doesn't really go very well and he gets a lot of things taken away from him to which point he just he gets really fucked off and he goes you know what yeah they say to him like you're not doing it properly we're kicking you out of the company that you built yeah, and he goes, you know what? Fuck you! I'm gonna kill you all. But he's and trying he to just goes a bit mad. Like, at first, he, well, at first he's like, I'm trying to perfect this. Like, I've been, I've already been fired. I'm gonna try. This is my last shot to really, you know, prove that like we can do it. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna test all, it on myself. Proven... I'm gonna see if this works. It doesn't. He goes insane, becomes the Green Goblin, and kills everybody in the company. Almost trying to prove to himself that he can, he can do what he says he can do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like everyone's told him that it's not gone very well. Everyone's basically turned around and gone, we're losing faith in you. And he's trying to prove, mainly to himself... You know how much I sacrificed? Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think some of the stand-up things of this film, for me, is I've always... I always loved um, seeing Peter become Spider-Man for the first time. Like you said, that montage of he designed the suit properly after... After graduation, he goes back and he properly designs the suit. And then you see a little montage of him out there saving the day. 
and how that correlates with what mm-hmm. Joe, um, Joe Jonah Jameson is saying about Spider-Man. I really enjoy that aspect. Doesn't want to be famous? Then I'll make him infamous! Infamous! <laughs> That's one of my really, favourite lines. I really enjoy uh, the parade bit in the yeah. middle and I really enjoyed the... I always loved the... Like, growing up, I loved the final act of the film as well. Yeah, I want to go to speak about J- Jonah Jameson for a moment as well. And I, other people have spoken about this as well. And this is why I remember it. But yeah. in the scene where, like, Peter goes to sell him photographs and he's like, ah, fuck you, I'm going to throw my cigar out the window. And then Peter leaves and then... Or goes to leave. And then, obviously, the cigar comes flying back up and lands on his desk. And then Green Goblin comes in and is like... To, you know, uh, tell me who takes the. He's like Green Goblin's like demanding who takes the pictures of Spider Man, and it shows that J. Jonah Jameson has a shred of Dean. It's decency because he doesn't just say, "Oh, he's right over there." Yeah, I was going to bring that up actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love like, that. He's like, no, no, I don't know. His pictures come in the mail, and it's like, I love that. That moment is great. Obviously, nothing really comes with that sequence apart from how he just like, oh, I'm going to put you to sleep, and now we're going to go and talk on a roof like Daredevil and Punisher. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um. But yeah, I really like that 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 we get that facet of J. Jonah Jameson. Like he's in the first two films, there's a lot of like he's handled very well as a character in the first two films. J. Jonah. Oh yeah, for sure. I J. think J. they all. I think I think they all are. I think. Um, yeah. Um. Something I also wanted to go back to because we've kind of we've talked about him as like, a little bit as awkward Peter Parker, and also then we talked about him as Spider Man. Um, the Uncle Ben scene is obviously very well handled. Yes. I think it's great how he's like. He's a good. I like. I've always. I mean, that's that. That was obviously the standard for an Uncle Ben and Aunt May as well for us, because that's the first versions of it we got. Um, yeah. And I really do like that scene where Peter's like, "I just want to. I'm. You know, I'm a teen. I'm a teenager in in quotes. <laughs> and I want to go. Yeah. Get, you know, he's. I just like how it's handled. You know, obviously. Um, no, I agree. I agree. I think they handle. I think they they very much set up this family dynamic that Peter has. Yeah. And I think. So then when it comes to Uncle Ben dying, it uncle. sells you more because you're already invested in this in this little glimpse of the family life he gets. We don't see a lot of in the start of the film. You're already sold on it because it does look like they're, they're a proper family. It does look like Aunt May and Uncle Ben are these loving parental type figures to Peter. And it's, um, I do love that, that entire sequence from when he doesn't get the money, obviously, because he's just very, he's obviously really angry about it. Yeah. Um, and it's just that all of that stuff, like, obviously he's angry at Uncle Ben first because he's just like, stop trying to be my dad, um, goes into the, well, he's angry about a lot of things, Peter, that's the thing, and it's, it's Uncle Ben's, like, well, it's when the guy, it's, it's Uncle Ben's death and it's the guy falling and dying that really makes him, like, step back and look at himself as like, I've, you know, and, and obviously he reflects on the great power comes great responsibility line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we don't really see that. We don't. Ex- I don't because we don't explicitly getting him sitting back and thinking on the line, do we? Um, Does that happen in this film? I'd say, oh uh, yeah, when he's, I think do... he's, uh, when he's about to create the suit, like when he's designing the suit, that's when it. Oh, I think it's when he's sitting up. in the room, like crying. I think. Does it? Do we yeah. hear? Do we hear the line said like in a voiceover or something? I'm that's what I'm saying. Sure. Is like, does it come back to? The, I can't remember, but. Um... I just think it's handled very well. I mean, it's obviously it's very obvious what's happening because it's, you know, it's it's on because we're we're shown it and we're told it. <laughs> but yeah. like it's, I don't know. It's just very. I don't know. It's just a really good film. Like there are obviously we've found some plot like not plot holes, but we found some details where we're like, yeah, Norman Osborn doesn't really have any motivation as a villain, um, and we don't get a lot of intelligence from Spider Man. He's just spy like being I'm a hero that kind of stuff. But it's just a very good film still. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, 
I fucking loved this as a kid. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I think I liked it less as a kid because it was more like I think the second one was more fun than this one as a kid. Like when I was younger, you know what I mean? Yeah. This this has quite a dark ending. <laughs> like that oh, fight yeah. at the end is brutal. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the darkest one I think out of the three. Of the three, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk more on that in a second as well. But like, the, yeah, the ending is is brutal. Like that fight between him and uh, Green Goblin is is that's it's rough. <laughs> well, I mean, Peter's getting beat to shit, and then you know Until it ends with he it ends on, with a guy stabbing it, yeah. himself. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> pretty uh, much. I love that. It's it's great that ending though. Like obviously, there's the whole he's giving a speech and Spider Man's just standing there and letting him talk while he's not. <laughs> not doing anything to try and save people. Stop him. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you get Green Goblin figuring it out. Bike messenger, knock me down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> The Thanksgiving really scene's fucking... great. It's so tense. It's... I wouldn't... I don't think that... I don't... I, I personally don't see the, the much... Too much tension in it, apart from, like, the moments where, like... Mainly because probably because I've had so I know what's happening and everything. That's probably why I don't get the tension. Maybe, yeah. But I love yeah, the scene yeah. in terms of like how he just, you know, and he leaves and he just like has a talks about like the way he talks about like Mary Jane and that to Harry and like obviously Harry doesn't defend her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he he goes like you know he has a go at Mary Jane and everything just falls apart. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think there are definite plot holes in this film. I think. I don't um, not necessarily not, not plot, plot holes, holes but no. but weaker elements of this film. But I think as an opening to a trilogy goes, I do think it's very strong. And it's I think really the best good, parts. It's a really good Spider-Man film. Like it's yeah, it, I was gonna say the best parts are Spider-Man. It's a it's a film. It's a superhero movie. Like it's about you know a guy who goes from being this average, underappreciated or under like valued person, unknown person, and he's suddenly a superhero, and he has to balance his his life and his hero duties. Yeah, and I think like, touching upon the darker aspect, you can definitely see Raimi's more horror influences in this first one, as opposed to the other two. I'm trying to. Do you have any examples? So, like for example, um, just kind of the the setting and the backdrop for the final fight. Oh yeah, the bits, I mean, the bits yeah. like the jump, the the subtle jump scares with the Green Goblin and. And um, even the scene where the Green Goblin first transforms is quite a dark scene. Like, I mean, yeah, not... no, he's got you definitely. That's definitely got the Sam Raimi style, like the close-ups and that. Like he definitely, yeah, that's his like the horror kind of style filmmaking. Obviously, there's no he's not trying to scare you. Like the, he's not trying to be like oh scary jump scares, but like it's no. like the shot of like when he opens his eyes and then he just you know yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely got the the um, Sam Raimi style. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just a good film, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm so, I don't have loads to say on this first one purely because, um, no, there's not as much to say on the first one. And also, probably because we, neither of us remember it that well. <laughs> no, yeah. I think when it comes to these films, I think I have more to say on the second two for I think different reasons. The first one's more more like campy, comicy, if you know what I mean. Like it's got that like. Like doesn't yeah. doesn't when the Green Goblin's first beaten during the parade doesn't he fly away being like we'll meet again Spider Man <laughs> yeah it kind of <laughs> like, it has those cheesy comic book elements to when it, he's like I, I surrender <laughs> whereas I think the second one 
it knows what it's doing so it takes itself more seriously where the first one is experiment the first one's definitely experimenting with what's going to work what's not going to work for this first kind of superhero film of this magnitude it's also got the wet upside down kiss the iconic upside down kiss very wet very wet (laughs) i know every time i watch that i just think fucking hell that rain must be going right up his nose yeah well i mean he's got the mask on but yeah he would still get a wet nose very weird it'd still be very uncomfortable surely i mean kissing somebody upside down that you don't know really technically she doesn't know who he is very weird (laughs) yeah a little creepy actually um and then obviously it's implied that she knows who he is when she kisses him at the end yeah 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 you got harry osborne thinking that spider-man killed his daddy yep comes a little bit of a a running a running thing yeah um obsessive bitch what have you done what have you done even though spider-man could have just stood there and been like no you know he's he could have explained it well no harry pulls out a gun immediately yeah but spider-man could have got that gun off him oh that's true actually spider-man could have dodged it yeah he's fucking spider-man that's the other thing is like you don't see it so much in this but like obviously we don't really see it in the films at all like spider-man pulling his punches no. Like, but but like, I feel like maybe he is because he's not like trying to kill the Green Goblin at the end, and then yeah. But then like, there is a moment where he like turns on it and doesn't turns on the I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, and then to the point where he's like tries to com- tries to trick Spider Man obviously by being Norman Osborn when really he's still the 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 Goblin. Yeah. The Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Um, and it's like we'll talk about in the third one, but uh, the Butler is fucking useless. Yeah. Um, um, I love that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we we'll get there. But um, for overall, like, oh yeah, I mean, I love this film, but it's no, not one. Yeah, no, I always. It's not one I'm going to stick on a lot. But like when I watched, because I hadn't seen it for a few years when I watched it at the end of last year. Um, yeah. And I put it on. And I was like watching it. And I was like, you know what? This film's great. <laughs> like, it's definitely a great film. Out of the three, it's definitely the one I watched the least. See, um, it is the one I've seen the least out of the three, but I think I I think I think of that and Spider Man Two as like on the same level. Like just as much for as much as I like them, I think Spider Man Two is a better film. Yeah, but I really liked the first one when I watched it again. I maybe because I hadn't seen it in so long and it felt fresh. Yeah, possibly actually. And I was like, oh, you know what? None of this is like it's no. There's no real cringe in it or anything like that. Unlike the third one. And even the second oh. one's got a little bit of that as well. <laughs> Punch me, I bleed. Punch me, I bleed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I didn't mean like that sort of specifically. But um, um, yeah, Spider-Man, it's a, it's a good film. Spider-Man 2002. It's made a eight, film. Made $825 million from an $139 million budget. Fuck me. So it made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, accolades. Did it get any accolades? Won several routine choice. Was nominated for two Academy Awards. Didn't win anything. Uh, Money-wise, it probably became one of reruns, the... I think at the, the time bit... it was the highest grossing thing, probably. Or was Spider-Man 2. Not the highest bit... grossing film, but highest grossing like opening or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to go into all that. There's too much information to read. Um, I never realised that Spider-Man, the new animated series, the one that has um, Neil Patrick Harris as the lead, is a continuation, technically, from the first film. Spider-Man, the new animated series. I mean, yeah, it's got the writing style. I I didn't even know that existed, to be fair. Um, 
The show yeah, is no the, longer considered canon to the events of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man film series, as events in the series were right. ultimately contradicted by the events of the film's follow-up Spider-Man 2. But the, and the show the, was cancelled. 13 episodes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but my my thing is, when Peter runs down the stairs at the start, when he's finally got his powers, or he's realised that he's buff and he's got no glasses, mm. the bit where he runs across the roof and jumps down... I mean, it's not the roof, is it? It's the wall. Or the wall. <laughs> that, no normal human can do that. So no. surely you're up, these aren't They don't see him do it. They just they just oh. hear him jump down. I thought I thought his aunt sees him. No, no, they don't see him. Like no one look they get like they're surprised when he suddenly just jumps down into the room. Yeah. And also that bus driver really does fucking hate him, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone He's, hates he him. Just, yeah. He's just such a. But then that's also it brings into that's why it brings into question like why <coughs> what did he do? <laughs> yeah, that's like I don't really understand. You Probably because really he's understand. a perv and watching MJ through a bedroom window. He does fucking stare at her a hell of a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, in it's creepy. Weird. Not in a not in like a I love this girl more in a yeah I want to I want to yeah, do stuff her. to this. I girl. love her so much. <laughs> it's like mate, you're being a fucking creep. You yeah, really it is. It, he is. It is kind of creepy, but that's that's just how things were back then. Yeah, he's. Yeah, P- Peter Parker's a creep in this film. I'm yeah. sorry, I said but it. It's a it's a good film. I like I like Spider Man. Oh, it's a good film. I like of course it. it is. A lot. I like it a lot. Um, um, one thing also that's in this film that isn't really carried on into the next one. I mean, it's not touched on anyway. Um, Peter mentions that he gets fired from a job working for Kirk Connors. Does he? Yep. Before he says to um, Norman Osborn, I've been thinking about getting into photography. He says, "Oh, Doctor Connors fired me," or something like that, and then he's like. Something like that. Yeah. Shit. Genuinely. Don't remember that at all. Also, do you know what? Something else I've thought of about Spider-Man No Way Home, which wasn't didn't address anything. What? Didn't address anything. Um, That wasn't really addressed. So, when... It's only a small minor thing, and I'm trying to think about how that's talking, because for some reason my brain's not working. Um, So, Doc Ock, obviously... Well, Max Dillon knows that the lizard is Dr. Kirk Connors, yeah? Yes. Um, and I'll take you back to a line from Spider-Man 2, which is Kirk Connor saying, Octavius is a friend of mine. So, yes. surely when Max Dillon goes, that's Dr. Kirk Connors, wouldn't Doc Ock go, I knew a Dr. Kirk Connors. Is that the, doc, is that the same one? Like, I just, I know it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> no, I get what you mean, though. I get but what you mean. I thought yeah. about it when I watched the film again, or when I heard something, I was like, wait, he knew a Dr. Kirk Connors. <laughs> Oh yeah. There's also That'd like a weird. there's also like a similar kind of it's not a plot hole but there's a, there's a plot hole thing about Black Panther. What kind of forever I want to say to you, but I'll say it off when 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 I'll say it between episodes because I don't want to spoil Black Panther. What kind of forever on this for anyone who hasn't seen it yet for some reason. No, that's fair. But um, I don't think we've got anything else more to say about the first Spider-Man. I don't know. Um, what remember with our rating system? Remember the rating system I had. Uh, I, for the most part, I need you to quickly touch upon it once more. Just to... So for films, it would be best movie ever, memorable, uh, just a film, forgettable, or worst movie ever. I'm going to say memorable for me. I'm going to say best movie ever. Okay. Like, top tier. I, th- I love this film. I wouldn't say just memorable. I love this film. <laughs> like... I do I do really like it. I think nostalgia-wise, it always gets me. Yeah. But um, I, I, I'm not going to say best movie ever. I don't think it's the best, but I do well... really enjoy it. But it's not the best. That's the, the point. The point is that I think it's like a high... I just think it's a very good film, you know. I thought I'd put it in the top tier. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It's not actually best movie ever. That's Space Jam. Um, 
Anyway, so that's that. That's that's Spider Man One. I almost said Spider Man Three. We haven't talked about that one yet, but that's Spider Man One for everybody Spider-Man listening. Next, we're going to talk about Spider-Man 2. Thank you for listening to this episode. The next part will be released very soon. In the meantime, you can follow us at Two Smoky Microphones on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow both me and Harry on Twitter at ConnorJordan underscore 96 and at Harry Young Edits. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to enjoy your scones.